I want to read to you from Psalm 100. And uh, this is a well-known psalm, and it says this. Shout for joy to the Lord all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all generations. It's an incredible psalm, isn't it? Let me, let me read to you verse four again. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. I want to um, touch for a few minutes this morning about that line, enter his gates with thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is such a powerful, powerful thing. And this verse tells us that we enter through the gates of God with thanksgiving. Think for a moment about a, what a gate is. A gate, it gives you access into something. A gate gives you access into a garden or a house or, or a particular area. Uh, when, you, uh, when you go through that gate, you are entering into something. And this, this verse talks about God's gate. You see, God has a realm and it's called the kingdom of heaven. The kingdom of heaven is where there is healing, where there are miracles, where there's power, where there's provision, where there's joy, where there's righteousness. How do we enter through the gate? How do we enter into the realm of the kingdom? Through thanksgiving. God has a home and it's called his presence. It's in the presence of God that God speaks to us, that there's intimacy, that there's fellowship, that there is fullness of joy. How do we enter into the presence of God? Thanksgiving. God has a plan. It's called his will. I don't know about you, but I want to see God's will done in my life in 2021. I want to fulfill the plans and the purposes that God has for me. How do I enter into the will of God this year? How do I enter into all that God has for me? Through thanksgiving. I wonder how many times we try and enter into all that God has for us. And we try begging, we try shouting, we try fasting, we try rebuking the devil. We try and, you know, pray for 15 hours a day. We try all this stuff to enter into all that God has for us. And, and all of that is good. It's powerful in its way. But God here gives us the way, the means to enter into his kingdom, his will, his presence. It's the power of thanksgiving. I thought this morning that it would be such a powerful thing, not only to end this year by saying thank you to God for all that he's done, but also how powerful to enter into 2021 by giving thanks to God. How powerful to enter into this year with thanksgiving on our lips. The message translation um, translates that verse like this. Enter with the password, thank you. 
I love that. If I want to enter into all that God has for me, there's a password. There's a password into the kingdom. There's a password into his presence. There's a password into the will of God. And the password is thank you. I want to uh, read to you for a moment from the book of Daniel. Uh, Daniel chapter Six. Now, we know that Daniel uh, was an incredible man of God, an in incredible man of prayer. And uh, you know the story in Daniel chapter 6 where the king... Um, gets it written into law that no one is allowed to pray to anyone but him uh, for a period of several days. Uh, but this is what it says. It says in verse 10, Now when Daniel learned that the decree had been published, he went home to his upstairs room where the windows opened towards Jerusalem. Three times a day, he got down on his knees and prayed. Now, what, what it's going to tell us next is, it is a real insight into the prayer life of an incredible man of God. I don't know about you, but whenever I kind of think about or read about men and women who are incredible prayer warriors, men and women of prayer, I want to know what does their prayer life look like? What does their prayer life consist of? Well, what it, it goes on to tell us here, it tells us what Daniel's prayer life was like. It says that three times a day, Daniel consistently did this. It says he got down on his knees and prayed, giving thanks to his God, just as he had done before. Then these men went as a group and they found Daniel praying and asking God for help. That, that, those verses tell us that Daniel had two aspects to his prayer life giving thanks and asking God for help. And notice which came first, thanksgiving. Before Daniel asked God for anything, before Daniel brought his needs or his requests or the needs of his nation to God, he first got down on his knees and gave thanks to God. I wonder if when we look at the life of Daniel, we see a friend of God, we see a man who enjoyed intimacy with God, we see a prophet, we see someone who angels were activated over his life, we see someone who enjoyed supernatural protection when of course he ended up in the lion's den a, a few verses on from this. I wonder if this power, this anointing uh, that was on the life of Daniel, I wonder if it could be traced back to the fact that this man was a man who understood the power of thanksgiving. This man habitually, three times a day, got down on his knees and gave thanks to his God. I wonder how different our lives would look if we made it a habit in our lives. It's not a religious thing. It doesn't literally have to be three times a day. But I'm talking about a lifestyle, a habit, a consistency of certain points during the day, during the week, saying right now, I'm going to come into the presence of God, not to ask for anything, not to, uh, not to uh, kind of bring any requests or petitions to God, but purely to give thanks to him. Now, when you look at the life of Daniel, you might wonder what on earth had Daniel got to give thanks for? Daniel had been taken prisoner 
by the Babylonians. He was, a, he was a Jew, but the Babylonians had come, they destroyed his homeland, and they'd taken Daniel a captive. Although Daniel was a powerful man in the Babylon, Babylonian kingdom, he was still there against his will. He was there, he'd been taken captive um, into the Babylonian kingdom. Uh, even in this chapter, in chapter, in Daniel chapter 6, the government of the time had put restrictions on how Daniel could or couldn't worship his God. I'm going to start right there before I get, it, get too political. But the point is this, despite the restrictions that Daniel was under, nothing was going to stop him giving thanks to God. Despite the circumstances of, of being a prisoner in a foreign land, being in exile, nothing was going to stop him giving thanks to his God. This lines up with exactly what the Apostle Paul says in 1 Corinthians 5, where Paul says, give thanks in all circumstances. Give thanks in all circumstances circumstances. It doesn't say give thanks for all circumstances, but it says give thanks in all circumstances. I don't know about you, but I find it easy. You know, if I get, you know, a, a, a bonus in my paycheck, if, you know, there's some kind of blessing or answer prayer, how easy it is then to give thanks to God. But what about when I'm going through difficulty? What about when I'm going through a test? What about when I'm going through a trial? It's not so easy then to give thanks to God, is it? But actually, this is the secret that Daniel found. It's a secret that Paul found. It's a secret that many men and women, not only in the Bible, but in history have found. The secret of giving thanks in every circumstance, in every situation. I don't know about you, but Two, uh, 2020 has been a tough year, hasn't it? There's been some good days like January the 1st, and then it kind of went down a little bit after that, didn't it? But you know what? If There's something powerful that in the midst of lockdown, we give thanks to God. In the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of financial worries and all the, the difficulties, health worries, in the midst of all that, we, we can discover the power of giving thanks to God. And some of us have found and experienced that power and that truth this year. Maybe, maybe you've gone through 2020 and actually, and on heart, you've done more groaning and mumbling and complaining than thanking God. Well, you know what? It's not too late. You can close this year right now by saying, you know what? This year may have not been the year that I hoped for or dreamt of, but you know what? I'm going to thank God anyway. I'm going to thank God for his goodness. I'm going to thank God for his faithfulness. I'm going to thank God for, for all that he's done. I'm going to thank God for his wonderful salvation. If you look in the life of Jesus, Jesus was someone that understood the power of thanksgiving. In John chapter 6, it's the miracle where uh, Jesus is preaching to a, a vast crowd of 5,000 men plus women and children. And he turns to the disciples at the end. He says, feed this crowd. And of course, the disciples panic. They, they realize that they've not got enough. There's a huge multitude of people, but only a little bit of bread, a little bit of fish. And they give it to Jesus. And this is what it says in, in John 6, 11. Jesus then took the loaves, he gave thanks 
and he distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. Do you see that there's a powerful principle there? Before Jesus distributed the bread, he gave thanks for it. Before Jesus distributed the fish, he gave thanks for it. Was the bread enough? No. Was the fish enough? No. But he thanked God for the little. Had God done a miracle at this point? No. But could it be that the prayer of thanksgiving opened up the gate of the miraculous? Could it be that the, 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 the offering up of thanks opened up the gate of the supernatural? I want to suggest that, that thanksgiving is God's miracle grow. You know that stuff that you put on your grass and it's meant to cause it to grow and be all healthy? Thanksgiving is God's miracle grow. When you thank God for your finances, even though you might not have enough, when you thank God for your marriage, even though it may not be the perfect marriage, when you thank God for your kids, when you thank God for your health, even if it's only a little that you can see right now, but when you begin to pour thanksgiving over your life, when you begin to saturate your home with thanksgiving, you saturate your finances with thanksgiving, you saturate your health, your marriage, your relationships, when you saturate your church with thanksgiving, it's God's miracle grow. There is a dynamic of the miraculous, supernatural provision of God that is released as we begin to give thanks. I remember hearing about the great man of prayer and faith, George Muller. Um, he had a ministry down in the south of England, I guess, 100 odd years ago now, where he, he had lots of orphanages that he built purely by faith. I think if you kind of uh, read the story, it's the equivalent of millions of pounds that he raised, but never asked for a penny, or just prayed it all in. An incredible story. I encourage you to, to, to get a good biography of George Muller because it, it's really inspirational stuff. But you know, you read, there were times when George Muller would, uh, would come down, it would be breakfast time, and all the children would be sat there with their plates, their spoons, nice forks. They'd be waiting for breakfast, but there wouldn't be any food in the cupboard. But George Muller, instead of panicking, instead of complaining, instead of, you know, arguing with God, why me, God? What are you playing at, God? Instead, George Muller would just stand at the head of the table and he would give thanks and he would encourage the orphans to give thanks and they would say grace and they would thank God for the food that he provided. What food? It hadn't yet turned up, but they were thanking God anyway. Wow, I wonder how that would be a game changer, wouldn't it? If instead of waiting for the miracle to give thanks, we gave thanks for the miracle before we'd even seen it. And there would George Muller, he'd be standing there giving thanks to God. And suddenly there would be a knock at the door. It would be the baker. God woke me up in the middle of the night and told me to break this bread for your, for your children. A few moments later, there'd be another knock at the door. It was the milkman, the, the, the horse and cart, of course, back in those days. Something had happened. It had broken down right outside the children's home. There's all this milk going to spare. Do you want it?
And of course the answer was yes. A man that knew the power of thanksgiving. In a few moments we're gonna, uh, we're gonna take communion. And you cannot separate the communion table from thanksgiving. In Matthew's gospel, Matthew uh, tells us that, um, that before Jesus took the cup, he gave thanks for it. And Paul actually calls the cup in the epistles, he calls it the cup of thanksgiving. Friends, if you, we've not got anything else to thank God for today, we can thank God for the blood of Jesus. We can thank God for the cross, for the blood that was shed so that we could be saved, so that we could be healed, so that we could be, uh, we could be delivered, so that we could be children of God and have the gift of eternal life. Um, in these verses, um, when it uses the word thanksgiving, it's the Greek word uh, eucharisto, which is where we get the word eucharist from, which is what some denominations call what we would call communion. And the word eucharisto, it means basically three things. It means to be thankful. It means to feel thankful. And it means to give thanks. Think about that for a moment. To be to feel and to give, to be thankful. It's speaking about who I am, my identity. I am thankful. My identity is that I am a thankful, grateful, humbled child of God. I am so thankful and so grateful for all that God has done for me. Be thankful, feel thankful this is not just a, a, a just no we're not just paying lip service no our hearts are burning bursting with thanksgiving and praise for all that he is and all that he's done and finally to give thanks Again, this is not just something that we're talking about this morning. We need to literally come and give thanks to open our mouths and say thank you to Jesus for all that he's done, for all that he is, and for all that he's going to do. In Luke's Gospel, chapter 24, it's a story of the, the disciples on the road to Emmaus. And you know the story how he breaks bread with them at the end and their eyes are opened and they recognize that it was Jesus. They hadn't recognized that before. And it, it says this in, in Luke 24, 30. When he was at the table with them, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it and began to give it to them. It's a slightly different Greek word here for thanks. It's the Greek word uh, eulegio. And it means give thanks, but it also means to bless. And uh, I'm immediately reminded of Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your sins, heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, crowns you with love and compassion, who satisfies your desires with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagles. We have so much to give thanks for. But, and with this I'm closing, this word eulogia, it means to give thanks, it also means to bless, but it also means this, to release divine favour. This is a powerful, powerful truth from the word of God. That the same word for giving thanks is the same word that means to release divine favor. 
What is God showing us? Of course, we do not give thanks to get anything from God. We give thanks regardless. We give thanks because he's given us life. We're nothing without him. But there is a consequence, a byproduct, as it were. This is how good God is, that when we give thanks to him, divine favor is released over our lives. I believe that in 2021, God wants to marry us to his favor. God wants to cause uh, favor to be exploded in our lives and in our church. And if we want to tap into this favor, we do so by giving thanks to God. In fact, if you look again at that word eulogia, um, the, the, in that root word, uh, it also contains the words for prosperity and for well-being. Wow, that's interesting, isn't it? Is there a link between financial prosperity and thanksgiving? Makes you think, doesn't it? Is there a link between well-being, health, wholeness and thanksgiving? I'll leave that to you to, to work out where you stand theologically. But for me, I believe this, that God is a good God and that there's a kingdom. And in that kingdom, there is provision, prosperity, health, joy, favor, goodness. But if I want to enter that, if I want to access all of that, the password that's going to take me in is thanksgiving. A.W. Tozer said this, gratitude is an offering precious in the sight of God.